another episode of the anti-politics podcast my name is rob renoso and with me are my great friends alan lemp and jared what's up you guys yeet what's going on what's up jared man how you been i have been good man busy actually busy work the kid everything i'm doing just uh yeah keeping me busy but that's a good thing so how are you guys doing same dude <laughs> same it was my daughter's birthday this last week and this entire weekend has been birthday party non-stop for her friends and family and stuff like that so my kid just had his birthday party yesterday too nice dude congrats yeah. bro it's awesome you guys jared you've been especially busy you've been working a lot with the lp how's that going that is very enlightening i feel like it's uh how yeah. so have you seen <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I guess we'll, we'll just jump right into it then. Right. Um, so, uh, you, you guys both know a little bit about where I was before I was involved in the LP. I I took the red pill and went way, way down, uh, into the let's burn it all down mindset. Uh, then I realized everybody's not ready for that yet. So, uh, I had to dial it back a little bit myself unrage a little bit, uh, get my head back in a more realistic mindset. And then, so I'm I'm looking at it like, well, where can I be of use? Where can I move the needle, you know, a little bit? Um, and so I decided to look into the LP to see if that might be an avenue. Um, I, I've noticed since the uh, quote unquote Mises takeover um, that a lot more people have been looking at the LP in a positive light uh, and the LP's making moves in a positive direction as a whole there's still a lot of infighting and a lot of drama but that's to be expected with libertarians Um, (laughs) (laughs) what i have no idea what you're talking about 100 libertarians in a room they will all disagree with each other (laughs) so i try not to worry about that too much uh i'm trying to stay as local as possible um and so right now I'm, i'm just working with the ohio lp but i've seen a lot of growth more engagement so I ran for central committee, uh, which is like they're in charge of the bylaws and the the behind the scenes boring stuff. Uh, and I got elected there. So, you know, that's moving along, I guess you could say. Um, it, it's mostly boring stuff, but it, it gets you connected with other people in the state and everything like that. And what you want to do if you're trying to grow the movement of liberty is get to know other liberty minded people. So. Um, and we're working on getting the, the county I live in affiliated with the state um, to get us a little bit of funding from the state party, uh, help with events and and outreach and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, just trying to find uh, my people any way I can. And uh, that's one of the more traditional routes that people are taking to find it, I think. That's cool, man. I really appreciate what you're doing and uh 
obviously I think all of us have gone down that burn everything down rabbit hole to an extent, at least once or twice, right? And there's a lot of the reasons why I now describe myself as a libertarian supporting anarchist is what I would say. Um, the, the fastest way to bring real change to as many people as possible is the Libertarian Party, in my opinion. And the only way you can do that is by getting active and, and getting hyper local, like you're talking about with your state, your county, your city, and actually putting your hat in the ring and doing something about it. So I, I love hearing that action, man. Exactly. Yeah, that's, you know, you, you got to start somewhere. Super exciting seeing like a new party come in. Maybe you've been involved with the Libertarian for a really long time, or maybe you've been more of a, you know, little L Libertarian thinker for a really long time. You know, everybody has their own different pursuit of happiness, so and we shouldn't be against each other uh, when, when somebody's making us divided. 100%, man. We all got to unite. We got to figure out how to unite the best way possible with the people that you have around you and, you know, make change that way, uh, whether it's through politics, whether it's through activism or anything of the sort, you know keep uplifting each other, take care of your people. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know that the libertarian party is ever going to win elections. I don't know that there's such a thing as fair and free elections in 2022 anymore, but <laughs> you know, the, the, the goal behind the libertarian party, um, it, I, I think is something that we, well, liberty minded people anyway, can all support. Right. Um, so yeah, maybe we're we're not going to be winning elections, but if we're organizing and we're getting out there and we're talking to people about these ideas and getting these ideas out there, that's going to do a lot more than calling yourself a liber little L libertarian and voting Republican. Right. You know, I struggle to understand that myself. Uh, like, why why would you embrace something and be like, oh, well, I'm just going to go vote for the lesser evil. Like, it's yeah. just like it's like you're giving up like. It's like somebody who, if, imagine climbing all the way up Mount Everest and getting to like <laughs> the scene of the last step and be like, I'm going to jump off. Or like, all right, I'm going to sled down now. Or like, <laughs> just Well, if your votes don't matter mountain. anyway, you might as well vote for principle. Right. That and just, you know, building the party up, getting more people with it, having the message get out more places, that looming head is going to cause some R's and D's to just check themselves on their messaging and what they actually do and what they stand for. Right. And that's that's what, uh, you know, Shane Hazel's strategy has been down in Georgia, and he's doing a phenomenal job. You know, he's 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 throwing those elections into runoffs and, and making holding these other candidates accountable for what they say. So uh, I'm really, really excited to see, you know, him him doing better. Uh, I know Spike Cohen, he's got his you are the power that he's doing um, and that's growing super fast and super well. So there's there's actually a lot to be excited about in the liberty movement and in the libertarian party sphere in general. Yeah. And massive shout to Spike for what he's doing. He's literally laying the path on what to do and showing everybody like what needs done and helping get people elected and smaller offices in their cities and everything else all across the country. That that guy works harder than anybody else I know, um, not just for the liberty movement, but work in general. Um mm -hmm. And he, he's only doing it for everybody else. Like he doesn't do this for himself. So got nothing but love for Spike. Massive shout out to him for that. Yeah, I definitely got to give the guy kudos. Um, uh, all the people he's brought together from, from walks of life from around election season on, from the time he ran vice president and on, you know, he's still, he's still getting at it. And uh, their message is the same, you know, peel away that fucking political polarization. 
you know, because you are the power. <laughs> it's a great name for that organization, by the way. I love that. Absolutely love it. Um, yeah. Anything he ever needs help with, I think all of us would be down to help him in a second if he asks us to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. So, Jared, what else have you been doing besides uh, just the LP stuff, man? Like, what else for everyday life um, kind of thing are you doing? And, you know, how are Obviously, we were talking about having kids. Um, you know, what are you trying to instill into your son um, about morals and ethics and, and values of liberty? Yeah, so that's that's a good one. Um, that's a good one. And it's been tough. Right. So um, he, I, I did have him in a private school that uh, aligned with my views pretty well. Um, but he is um, well, he's he's actually he's a pretty free spirit himself. He. <laughs> He, he he questions things a lot already so he 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 was asked not to come back to the private school <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that that kind of sucks actually because it, it it forced him into a, a, a public school me and his mom aren't together so homeschooling is just not an option I only have him half the time I don't have time to you know homeschooling by myself so he he got uh you know stuck into a public school but um yeah, so that's that's brand new this year. So it's become more of a thing that I have to worry about now um, than it was. So um, let's see. One one of the things I've done, like he, he was watching a show. I don't remember what show, Paw Patrol or something stupid. Uh, this was a couple months ago. But there was like a bad character that like took over the mayor's body and was doing all this bad crap as the mayor. And I go and so I'm sitting there. I go, wait, isn't that the mayor? <laughs> I go, oh, the mayors don't always do the best things. You know, the, the people in good positions can be doing bad stuff sometimes. Um, and yeah, just as a as a general rule, I, I encourage him to, you know, question things and, and think things through for himself. You know, I try not to like make a rule without explaining, you know, why it's there and making sure it makes sense to him so that, you know, he has a reason other than just I said so to follow it. There's absolutely nothing wrong with questioning authority in a healthy manner. There's nothing wrong with discussing what you're what you're given, questioning what others are given. You know, like, nothing wrong with it. Question everything, right? And the roads. And the roads. Love those roads. Question the roads. My roads. <laughs> if, if 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 I was working so hard to pay for that, I I don't think they would try to charge us with with misdemeanors or even you know maybe even felonies if we tried to repair the road by ourselves. By the way, those those laws do exist in some in, in some some municipalities. If they're actually going to the roads. You think the roads would be a little better? Yeah, I was gonna say Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> like no, like, those taxes terrible. are not going to fix the road. <laughs> you, you know that's that's one of the that's one of the first things I noticed when I when I moved here to Ohio is like the roads were like really like in some like, neighborhoods where the houses were very nice. The roads were like not very nice. And, you know, I, I started, you know, got to living here a few, few, uh, a while longer and, and people, you know, they're, they're turning down levies for things because, uh, people are frivolously spending, you know, infrastructure ends up becoming outdated. Telling me that elected officials are not responsible with their spending. I, I don't believe you. With other parts of the infrastructure, like roads, uh, or like snow cleanup, especially like it, it can be pretty bad. You know, like the, the money isn't there because it's been spent in other areas frivolously. Yeah. Well, and then if you try to plow the roads, you know, and you're not working for the city, they'll they'll fine you for that, too. Yeah. 
heaven forbid you do something for free to take care of yeah. your community. So, so their whole thing is, you know, they have a monopoly on being the middleman, right? Instead of your uh, your street being able to pull some money together and hire the paving company or hire the the plow truck, now you have to, you know, give it to the government who takes a chunk out for themselves to pay their administrators to hire somebody with, you know, their buddy, not even the the cheapest price, just their buddy to go plow the streets or or pave the roads. Yeah. And the road pavers, uh, at least in Ohio, I know for a fact, are notoriously like they do a shitty job on purpose. So you hire them again next year. That's why our construction oh. never ends. 100%. Actually, uh, Ohio's policy on how they're supposed to pave the roads is for the road to only last four years. Every yeah. other state in the country has a minimum of a 10-year policy on how roads are supposed to be built to be replaced. Ohio has a four-year policy on it. <laughs> we we can't see your face. We're not going to be able to see that either. Oh, the pizza paving thing? Domino's? <laughs> at, at any fucking capacity, if, if any private entity or a person can go and, like, fill a pothole, like, you know, like, well, and uh, so that it's fixed and it's going to function as part of the road safety in any capacity, you know, maybe it's just one that is one more fucking pothole than the state has been able to fix. Yep. I mean, you can melt down, melt down plastics and stuff and fill potholes with that. If you do it the right way, I mean, you could take yeah. your kids put cycling and turn into a pothole filler. Shout out to Domino's pa- paving for pizza.com. The website is up by the way. I love it. After all these years, pretty good shit, man. Congratulations on the commitment, Domino's. Dude, they've come a long way since we were little. Their pizza used to be like Little Caesars quality. Now, like, it's some seriously good stuff. Oh yeah, it's. I just had it today, actually, for dinner. It's delicious. You know, they're, they're not they're not paying us in in any way, by the way, to like advertise for them. But that shit is delicious. This I've is free advertising, like, Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> if no, they wanted to no sponsor contract. you guys though they totally should <laughs> there's no contract there so what have you been up to man i haven't seen you in a while uh it's working a lot uh you know just the same the same thing everybody else has been doing uh, trying to make ends meet yeah with all this fucking crazy bullshit paying <laughs> paying up the ass for gasoline Right. Well, I feel like since everything's gotten more expensive, like everybody in our circles has really like put their heads down and and just gotten to work. Like yeah. we're we're all uh, intent on making it through this. So I, I like that. I like seeing it. It sucks that we all have to work so hard uh, just to make ends meet these days. But uh, I'm, I'm proud of you, boys. Proud of you, man. We all got to do what we got to do. And if I can't uh, do me and help take care of my family and everybody else around me, then what's the fucking point? And on a side note, since, you know, for anybody listening that doesn't know, I was laid off a couple weeks ago. And to the online community support that I've had from that has been massive and 10 times plus of the in real life people, friends and family that I have for support to help take care of me and get me through this time. And just people reaching out saying like, hey, what can we do to help you out with this? What can we do for this? Like, just just crazy. Like, um, people are always like, oh, don't trust people online. I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. Pretty sure all the homies I met online are better homies than most of the people I grew up with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, 
simple. Like, I mean, there was somebody that was selling soap and I made a comment on that. And then I got laid off a couple of days later and they're like, Oh, I'm still going to send you some soap for free. Like just because you got laid off, like I want to help out. And I was like, yeah. that's, that's good. other people are like, Oh, let me call some contacts. I know about some remote jobs for this or that or whatever else. Like the, uh, the, <laughs> the reach of love on that has just been, it's been amazing and really cool to see. So yeah, that's why I always say, like, you know, take care of your community, whether it's online or local, you know, take care of your community. Oh, yeah, man, I completely agree with that. One of the best forms of revolution is talking to your neighbors. That's it. Easy to yeah. talk to them. Yeah, you'll, you know, I, I said it before, you're going to disagree with some people for sure, but, you know, put up a healthy boundary. I try to I try to at least know my neighbors first names and, and you know, wave to them when I see them and stuff like that, because I live in an apartment. So, you know, there's uh, five other, you know, people living near me at any given time. And they they come and go, whatever. But, yeah, you just try and be nice to them, you know, let them know that you're a decent person. Mm-hmm. Well, like be nice to them, get to know like their work schedules. So like if you hear something mm-hmm. at a certain time. Like, you know, there might be something wrong going on or they might need help with something or whatever else it might be. And um, you're going to have to borrow sugar or flour or smother something at some point, and, you know, just to get a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the uh, it's the water cooler theory. Right. So you're all, you know, yeah. at, the, at the workplace standing around the water cooler bullshitting and, and just doing that, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes a day or whatever is, is building relationships with those people that are going to help you and them later on down the road. 100%. And it's gonna it's gonna make them more uh, willing to listen to you, right? You're you're gonna have mutual respect. It's, people don't want to listen to you if they don't like you, right? And that's I think that's what so many libertarians and anarchists get a hundred percent wrong because they might be right, but nobody fucking likes them. <laughs> that's like, that's really that's big. That you brought that up because like you have to be able to relate to other people in order to spread this message and you have to get down to their level or get on their level in order to be able to have that conversation and build the relationship, build the relationship first and then drip it on them, you know, throw yeah. some stuff here and there and, and drip it on them and, and show them the benefits that could be from, you know, more Liberty and, and more anarchism and, and things like that. Like I I've, I've had a lot of people in the last like year, whether it's friends, family, coworkers and whatnot, uh, actually, uh, last night when I was talking to my brother, he was like, yeah, like our cousin, like totally identifies as libertarian now because of all the conversations you've had with him over the last two years. Nice. Um, he awesome. used to, yeah. He called himself uh, a constitutional Republican before. Um, and now he just, he's straight big L like he fully is supporting libertarianism and getting other people to, to change to and having those conversations with them and having them see the bigger picture and, and whatnot like you know these small conversations lead to much bigger things than most people realize yeah, yeah. and if some you know if, if if your neighbor knows that they can come to you for support when they need it they're that much less likely to go to the government for support right so you're taking that away from from the government so you're you're doing it right you're doing all of it it all works together you just you got to keep doing it yeah you have to remember that being a libertarian means you can be as um socially liberal or fiscally conservative as you want to be you know in terms of economics you can be as left or right as you want to be the difference is that you have to remember that as far as authoritarianism and libertarianism go you are not to ever step into the authoritarian realm like don't 
focus on forcing other people. Focus on pursuing your own happiness. Focus on what you can do to change the things that prevent you from pursuing your happiness. Right? Yeah. Don't let those people bullshit get you down. <laughs> yeah. Like, throw that shit away, dude. It's unhealthy. <laughs> like, your mental health is, is worth more than that. Speaking of mental health, uh, I got banned uh, a couple couple weeks ago now for uh, calling out the U- U- United Kingdom's organization Mermaids, who has literal pedophiles, you know, in their organization. Called them out on Twitter for it. I guess I used the G word, right? Uh, and and it got me banned. It got me permanently suspended. And I go, well, that is bullshit. They're protecting pedophiles and literally banning me for calling them out. I go, so I I don't even I don't want to even get back on there, really. I mean, I've got a, a stupid account with less than 100 followers for like LP stuff and things like that. Keeping up with, you know, the, the news that you can get on Twitter because it's better than the news you get on Fox or CNN usually. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's a toxic hellhole. It makes me a worse person when I'm on Twitter because it's so easy to say mean things like to, to just be a terrible like not nice person it's really easy to be mean on twitter and it's fun so uh <laughs> it's uh that that's my advice for the day is is stay off twitter as much as possible social media uh, unless you are going on there for a specific purpose to to reach out to somebody that you know like like the outreach stuff and things like that other than that, don't engage with the bad stuff because it's just going to bring you down. I um, <laughs> I am I'm definitely not on Twitter. No, they 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 definitely banned me. I am I am definitely banned from Twitter. You guys definitely banned. Yeah, I got I got purged when all of us got purged a couple months back. It was like that was about six months ago, actually. Now, right? Um, you know, heaven forbid we talk about two A rights and and 1a rights on there and and be a standing force for it while they allow actual fucking porn on there and they allow people to talk about pedophilia but heaven forbid we talk about gun rights and support those um and yeah i'm I'm definitely definitely not back on there um (laughs) definitely not get back on there um definitely not at lap underscore allen um you know uh, that that would just be move for me to do it would just be risky right <laughs> i'm just waiting for elon musk to restore them all and i'll have like five accounts oh dude right um i would love for my initial account to be back i was just starting to like really um catch some steam with that one and really get connected with everybody but even now like if i got that back i think half the followers would be gone because they all got banned too it's <laughs> <laughs> like uh it's it just it's kind of like hard to like break through that initial like it feels like you're trying to break through a wall like nobody's fucking like seeing you post anything for like weeks or sometimes even months on end. Yeah, it's sort of weird. Yeah, yeah, it's super weird. the The highest I ever got was like eleven eleven hundred followers, and that like I, I think a thousand around a thousand is where you first like start to see like actual like engagement and likes and shares and stuff. And it was yeah, it was very weird to be banned and then go back to like nothing. And you're like, Oh, nobody sees my stuff. I, I literally don't have a voice on social media and, and people could talk about it being a private company, you know, they can ban you if they want and everything, but you are literally taking away somebody's voice and you can't yeah. tell me that's not censorship. 
Like it's censorship when a public company does it or when a private company does it. And it's not okay either way. I feel like this is a thing like me. Like I, I did an experiment a little bit while back, a little while back. I posted something completely non-political. It was, uh, it was one of those uh, reels filters, uh, like, you know, like you're capturing your pet with the Pokeball. So I, I, I like I was capturing my one guinea pig, the Pokeball, my guinea pig, Jimmy. And then it was, it was a pretty good video and people coming in like, why isn't this more popular? And it like got me thinking like, holy shit, maybe it's because I talk about second amendment rights. You know, maybe it's because I criticize the NRA. Maybe it's because I talk shit about crony capitalism, crony corporatism. Yeah. For, for me, it's probably every time Kamala Harris posts, I, uh, Ask her what it was like being Montel Williams' side piece. <laughs> That's got me shadow banned. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I used to like to harass David Hogg a lot. Oh, that guy is such a fucking, a fucking douchebag. Yeah, I lost a I lost a real life friend over him actually because uh, they they found my Twitter account, which was already a bad bad idea from the get go, um, and and they messaged me one day. Uh, after I send a tweet about David Hogg, you know, crying or well, using the graves of his friends as, you know, political leverage. And uh, yeah, they got they got all butthurt with me about it, said uh, that they had to take a break from being because I was so hateful and, and you know, inconsiderate. And I go, well, this guy literally wants me dead. So I don't care. <laughs> he can get fucked. But People get like super angry about like they they it's like they latch onto one little fucking thing, but they'd refuse to look the whole picture. I I remember like when I first started like actually get passionate about this kind of shit. I had um uh, I was saying things like, oh well you know like people are going to defend their property with guns like that's their fucking livelihood, and I was defending that, and all of a sudden I was a fucking fascist, just you know like I was a fucking scary fascist. You racist fascist. <laughs> yeah that well and those words just get thrown around so much anymore that they're losing all meaning you know you, you, you <laughs> yeah like you said you, you're defending your own property oh you're a fascist you you, you want to own a gun oh you're a fascist you know you, you don't want to pay taxes because you're a fascist like or, or i'm sorry that one's you're a white supremacist right so um yeah it's just it's nuts like, one of the things that, like, really fucking gets under my skin is, like, the, okay, like, the garrison flag. Like, what does it stand for? Like, it means, like, you do not want the government to trade on you, and you'll probably be fucking, like, up in arms about it, too. And then... Yeah, like, that, that flag's meant as a warning, right? Like, if you step on me, I'm going to bite you. But, like, then, like, the authoritarian type started parading it around, and it's just, like, fucking, like, distorting it a little bit. And it's kind of a fucking disgrace for them to be carrying it. Because they want to use the government to fucking change everybody else's behavior. And that's that's not what that fucking shit is about. Like Right. Well, they, they don't want themselves to be tried on. They want to tread on other people. Is is how I take those like those kinds of people. That's that's what I think of of their message, basically. Oh, don't tread on me. Let me, you know, just force my will on you. Well, it doesn't it doesn't work both ways, bud. Yeah. I, I much prefer the uh, the image of uh, instead of the snake, it's fucking Randy Bobandy from Trailer Park Boys with the caption "Frig off." It's fucking shirtless with his fucking uh, supervisor radio on his belt, you know, his khakis. Nice. Frig off. 
I like the one with uh, with Bobby Hill's head on it. And he goes, "That's not my pur- that's my purse." <laughs> I don't know you. I gotta ask you guys a serious question. Are you drink? <laughs> are you are you drinking that water? Spring water? Any water, without sugar in it, of course. Yeah, I drink water all day, man. That's good. My drink of choice. We're boiling the entire water. Drink more water. That's our goal. It's important for you. It uh, it helps. It really does. You know, with digestion, depression, all that stuff. If if your body is not hydrated, it's not doing the things it needs to do internally, and you will notice that externally. So yeah, drink more water. If you feel like crap, drink more water. Yeah. If if you're one of those people who like, you just like don't drink water because fish fucking it. Well, open up your horizon, dude. Fish semen's good for you guys, don't you know? <laughs> Open up your bounds, man. Stop being so closed mind. <laughs> yeah. Too homophobic a, to drink water. Don't be a prude, dude. Come on. <laughs> oh, so what are you guys all about? How long have you guys been doing this podcast? I didn't even know you were doing a thing. So so what we're what we're trying to introduce here is like a like a theory of being anti-political. You know, you definitely want to try to peel back, like I said earlier, the layer of the onion uh, to really expose deep down what 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 is the core issue. And of, of course, everything follow the money. You can follow whatever you want. It comes back to government. Like you, you have right. to end the Fed. Maybe that's extreme, but. Uh, but ultimately, you need to end it. You need to end those those crony policies that have been put in place. Yeah, so it's it's you know it seems contradictory, right? Me me talking about the LP on the anti politics uh, podcast, but I I consider myself anti political as well. I do not want to be involved in politics. I hate politics. Um, the the reason I am is because I feel like I have to be. Right. I've got a kid who's got to grow up in this world. And if I sit there and I'm just complaining and doing nothing, then that's not helpful to him or to me or to anybody. So I'm doing things that I'd rather not do because I think that they are helpful to to the cause of liberty. And we have to be willing to do things that we'd rather not do and work with people we might rather not work with uh, sometimes to to actually have that happen. Yeah, very wise words, man. And like we were talking about earlier, in order to make big strokes happen and, and big moves and big changes in the, the face of liberty, we got to work with what we got. And the LP is the quickest way to bring more liberty and more freedom to the everyday person across the entire country. Plain and simple. Yeah, they're going to listen to you a lot more if you say, well, I'm with the libertarian party than if you say i'm an anarchist like uh it's just it's it's how you're going to be received right when when you're talking to people and you have to think about that you gotta remember you gotta compromise sometimes you have to be nice to people that's just how it is if you ever want anybody to listen to you you gotta be nice and wear that smile yeah well and when you set a goal right you have to look at the steps required to meet that goal and even if there's steps you don't want to take, you have to take them. Like you can't be like, "Oh, I have this goal, but uh, I I don't really like school, so I'm just not going to go, and I'll I'll never achieve my goals." Well, that sucks for your entire life. So you might as well just grin and bear it and do the stuff you don't want to do, 
because you know that it's going to lead you to the outcomes you want, right? It's it's delayed satisfaction or uh, delayed gratification, right? You're, you're, you're going to see the results yeah. at the end. When you when it plant a seed, a tree, you know, you don't ever see the tree fully grown because it takes way too long. But you planted the seed. Yeah, just like working out or anything else like that, too. Like, you go- <laughs> yeah, fuck working out. I'm just <laughs> fucking do it. <laughs> Do it. Do but it no, first, you're right. The first week, you really don't see any results. But after 90 days, you're like, you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, holy shit, this is working. Like, I, I'm starting to see the results. And delayed gratification is really, really tough for a lot of people nowadays because pretty much everything in society now is instant gratification. You find, you post something, yeah. you get instant gratification from people liking it or somebody making a comment. Like, everything is at your fingertips nowadays. Like, so delayed gratification is this like weird spooky theory thing that people don't believe in anymore or don't trust. And it's like, no, you got to put the work in, you got to put the time, put the effort in and you do worthwhile that you care about and just keep focusing on moving forward. It will eventually get there. Plain and simple. Going to the gym and exercising, being eating is like part of the battle, right? So stay away from that high fructose corn syrup and the U.S. sugar program and how the rest of the world actually pays like less than half than we do in the U.S. for real sugar, uh, the result of which being high fructose corn syrup foods that, uh, you know, by the way, that that it produces um, obesity at a much more efficient rate and, and increases your appetite are you as impl- well. So much more efficient in making Are you impl- government <laughs> and companies that are in government make money off us being unhealthy? Have you ever heard of the fucking cheese caves, dude? Like that that's like that's like barely even scratching the surface. Like there's a fucking whole stash of cheese for if like and there are multiple caves, uh, I I'm starting to find out that where this cheese and other dairy products have been hoarded for for a long time just in case shit hits the fan. And but like they found out that like they can't like release it back into society too fast or it could like destroy the economy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The fucking cheese. Not games. talking about blue cheese. <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, there's there's got to be some fucking blue cheese well, there, in there. Cheese and, caves uh, specifically for blue cheese because that's how you have to get the mold to grow on it. <laughs> like Maytag blue cheese is one of the best blue cheeses in the country, um, and it's actually really, the people that did. I think it's the son of the guy from Maytag for appliances. And he was basically, no, you got to do your own thing. Uh, you want any of this to come to you, like, do your own thing and, and be successful in some way, shape, or form. And they were all right, blue cheese, dude. And they caves in Wisconsin mm. that are perfect for it. And they have now some of the best blue cheese in the world because of it. It's awesome. <laughs> well, man, it was, it was great having you on, Jared. It was good having you talk about what you're doing with the LP and and get a little taste of, of, of how you think about things that are happening in the world right now. It was good to get your perspective. Yeah, it's nice catching up with you guys, too. We'll have right. to talk more. Oh, yeah, man. 100%. We'll definitely have you on sometime soon and catch up some more. Um, you know, we all got to stay connected, stay united, and keep spreading that message. Keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, right, take man. care of your community, take care of the state, you know, take care of your people, brother. Yeah, you too. And as always, you know, drink that water, get some exercise, 
get outside, go for a walk, you know, baby steps. Drink the fucking water. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have bombs